Hey guys, Sklar Brothers here with Daniel Van Kirk. I am here. And our guest on the show is our favorite murderer because she murders this episode. Karen Kilgariff, thanks for joining. It was my pleasure. What a joy. We talk about We talk about swords. Oh, yeah. Uh, sword uh, stores. Sword yeah. stores. A guy who might have deserved to get attacked. Yeah. I'm not yeah. saying he did, but he might have. He's an E... <laughs> Ethlete. Yeah. He's an, an E-athlete. E-athlete. That's Everybody. all you need to know. That's all you need right. to know. Talk about Claudia tiny, and her life changes. Tiny Sasquatches. <laughs> tiny Sasquatches. And the Sheboygan Clogger. Which, you, yeah, we you, need the town's help on that one. This is it. It is Sword Stores, Tiny Sasquatches, <laughs> and the Sheboygan Clogger with Karen Kilgariff. You have to listen to this week's episode of Dumb People Town. It's the Starburns Industries Tape of the Month Club. 12 original cassette tapes delivered to your door. Each month, you'll receive a crisp new cassette tape of auditory delights made by some of the most funky and creative artists around. Featuring Dino Stamatopoulos, Natalie Palamides, Johnny Pemberton, Dan Harmon, future ladies of wrestling, Alan Resnick and Dina Kalberman, Dynasty Handbag, Jeff B. Davis, Rob Schraub, Lance Bangs, DJ Doug Pound, Cron, Open Mike Eagle, Ron Lynch, and on and on and on. Subscribe now. $13 gets you a crisp, unique tape in the mail each month. For $20, you receive a portable cassette player so you can listen to your tapes on the go. Here's how to order. For credit card customers, please call 747-888-0945. That's 747-888-0945. Or save COD charges and log onto the World Wide Web at d.rip forward slash sbi dash press. It's a good deal. It's a good show. You know what time it is, don't you? That's right. It's Drinky Fun Time, where we drink booze with some of the most interesting people at the coolest places around. So grab a drink, chill out, and enjoy the show. Interesting people, cool places. Yeah, we got that today on the show. Welcome to Drinky Fun Time. I'm Dan Dunn, alongside the great and wonderful Emma Patterson. Emma, how hello, are you? Hello, hello. I think we're going to put the drinky in Drinky Fun Time we today. Are, we have started. We have started rolling with this thing already. We're coming to you today from the Melrose Umbrella Company. It's not an actual umbrella company. It's a bar in Los Angeles, California, on famous... Melrose is this Avenue Boulevard. Yep. Melrose, Melrose Avenue. Avenue. It's an avenue. Yeah, we got a uh, we got a big show tonight. We're going to be getting all up into some Plymouth gin on this show. Uh, one of my favorite gins. I love gin, and we're you've been oh oh get, I've been hankering for a gin show. Chomping at the bit for a gin show, but I'm, I'm just excited because I think we're going to be putting the loose. In Lucifer tonight. Oh, look at you dropping a little. Look at you dropping little hints. All I've got is my best. Oh, what we got? Uh, Well, we do have we have some. So I guess we should probably introduce our guest. First up, currently stars on the hit drama Lucifer, which is on the Fox Network. You also know him for his roles on Southland and True Blood and Arrow. I think he's perhaps best known for his previous guest appearance on this show. Everyone knows Drinky him Drinky Fun that. Time. Everybody knows him from this. Ladies and gentlemen, please give a warm Drinky Fun Time welcome to Kevin Alejandro. Kevin's back. Hello, Kevin. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Hello. Hello. Crowd loves him. Kev, do you have something to say? <laughs> Hello. Hello. 
He's in a box. Ah, yeah. They just love him. They really do. And uh, also with us is one of the other stars of Lucifer. Hell, he's not just one of the other stars of Lucifer. He is Lucifer. You, had, you, said, you said hell. I did. Yes. It's a theme going through this. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the pride of Cardiff, Wales, <laughs> Tom Ellis. Hello. Yeah. Hello. Lucifer himself. Good evening. Right here. We have Lucifer and Lucifer's foil right in front of us. Dan. You play Dan on the show, don't you, Kev? Detective Douche. Dan. Douche. Daniel. How are you guys? Very well, thank you. Thanks for joining us. A bit tipsy already. No kidding, right? We've had a couple of cocktails already. And, you know, I think that's a a good way to, you know, sort of lubricate things. We love a bit of lubrication. A little bit of lubrication. Putting the lubrication into Lucifer. We're, we're very happy to have you on the show, and we're going to get into <laughs> talking about Lucifer and acting and everything else, but first we're going to get to the booze that we're having on the show. We're drinking gin today. Mm. We're drinking yes, gin, and gin. I want to know what everybody has in front of them, and we're going to talk a little bit about gin. Kev, you're drinking a what? Well, first of all, I'm new to gin. New to gin. I'm new to gin, so I'm drinking a Negroni. A Negroni. And you're going to have to re-educate me okay. as to what's inside of that. Okay, a Negroni is equal parts gin, Campari, and sweet vermouth. And I did introduce you to this drink earlier tonight. What do you think of it so far? Well, You're it's seven in. You've had seven so far. Yeah, I've had seven of these. Seven so far, And yeah. 14 Brussels sprouts to yeah. wash them down. What do you think? It's fantastic. It's, it's exactly orange. what I'm going to drink every time I order gin. All right, this is it. You've got a new drink, Negroni. Why yeah. is a Negroni orange? Well, that's the, uh, the Campari, and the, the Campari is what's doing that. That's ah. what's giving is it, it the color. Is it really orange? It's, it looks uh, pink. What do you, what do you think, orange, Tom? You what think? do you think of this? Uh, if that's it, then Donald Trump drinks it's, a lot of Campari. <laughs> it's, light, it's light mahogany. That's it's nice, it actually. I had one of those in Italy, and it was very nice. Uh, very, where, where did you have it? On the banks of Lake Como. I was at a wedding, and um, someone recommended it, and it, they're, they're quite delicious, aren't Jesus, they? Jesus, that sounds very romantic. I know, it does, doesn't it? How is that? Was that's a good a, that's wedding? About, that's, the most, <laughs> that's the nicest thing that's ever happened to me in my life, by the way, <laughs> before we go any further. Um, yeah. I was at a wedding at the banks of Lake Como. I was at a wedding at the banks of Como. Sipping in a groundy. <laughs> Well, it, t- it took me back somewhere, is my point. Yeah, no, I, I, that's what cocktails do. They do. Now, Tom, what do you have? I've got, a, I've got a regular old gin and tonic. But do you appreciate that drink? I do. I love a gin and tonic. Um, I've occasionally done vodka and tonic, but it just doesn't satisfy me as much. But there's this weird thing in the UK where if you drink gin, like, there's the old mother's ruin thing about it, right? And people think it's like a dirty drink and it's like a... You might have to explain that. Well, mother's ruin, like, like gin, I think, was like a cheaper form of, of one of the liquors back in the day. And mother's, pe- mother, pe- people mother's that didn't have ruin. a lot of money, okay. they, they, there was a, you know, a fable that like, these housewives and these women would stay at home and they would drink gin all day whilst they were doing their chores. And eventually they would, would rock from the insides out. and They still do that. <laughs> they, still, they still do that. But now with Alcapops. Um, so yeah, so <laughs> I don't think that no. phrase ever came over. <laughs> that actually reminds me of gin. I, when I was 18, 17, 18, my friend of mine ran a bar in Sheffield, and um, he the, the drink that we used to go out and drink and get hammered on was gin mixed with hooch. Oh, hooch! By the way, <laughs> well, isn't what hooch? is hooch? Hooch is a name that we use for all alcohol. Alcoholic yes. lemonade is hooch. what we thought it mm-hmm. was. Oh boy! It was a it was a star of the nineties, an alcopop called Hooch, and it was 
So, it, wait, so that's an actual brand. It was a brand, yeah. And they did like hooch was hooch lemonade was the, like the original one, and it would, but they were really strong in alcohol. So that, like teenagers used to drink them because it so it's like Mad alcohol. Dog Twenty Twenty. Yeah, it's that kind us. of stuff. It's let that me, kind of stuff. By the way, let <coughs> me just frame this. I want to get my uh, my geography straight mm-hmm. here. So you grew up in Wales. No, I was born in Wales in Cardiff, okay. and then when I was two, I moved to well, mm-hmm. my family moved to Swindon. Which um, Swindon uh, sounds it, it, sound, it sounds British, <laughs> but it also is basically the arsehole of, of, the, of England. Uh, and then uh, <laughs> wait a minute! I, I, no. I wait a minute! Wait! I thought Piers Morgan was the asshole of England. <laughs> oh yeah, Come sorry, on. sorry. Yeah. I get the two confused. That's yeah. me clapping. No, by the way, Swindon, Swindon. Actually, Swindon is a. It, it, I had a great time there, but I, I lived there till I was eleven, and I think that I probably got the best years out of Swindon. <laughs> and, I'm trying not to laugh because I, I miss home, and and so I. But I wanted to raise my hand and say, "Oh no, Doncaster!" Come well, on. Well, yeah, it's in the. They're in the same. Like, they're probably cousins, aren't they? Yes. <laughs> Old anyway, Donny. These, uh. these guys haven't been. So. <laughs> um, but yeah, so so I li- and then when I was eleven, I moved to Sheffield, and that was like my formative years when I was at high school. And then I've, I've moved around a lot, mainly because of my dad. Why? What did your dad do? Well, my dad, ironically, given what we talk about a lot in press these days, is uh, is a Baptist minister, (gasps) or was? He's just retired, actually. Yeah. Fire and brimstone and all that. No. No, How does he feel about you being the devil? Well, devil's born. (laughs) Well, devil adjacent. The the truth is that my family are really chilled about it. I mean, they're like, I think that there is a, a very sort of reactionary. You know, um, dare I say, right-wing form of Christianity, where people are like more than happy to sort of condemn and judge and, and do all those sort of things. But there's a, there is a there is a harmony, a harmonious Christianity, I believe, and that's the one that I grew up in. Which is like, you know, people are loving towards each other and they are kind towards each other and they forgive each other and they do all the things that I think are the good things about Christianity. So that, thankfully, was my experience of it. And they're super chill about me doing this. They know. You know they, that it's a show. It's we're taking a character, and it's you know making another story for another piece of entertainment. We're not trying to do anything. And actually, at the heart of the show, I think it's not a bad message. No, well, and, you're, and you're also a Hollywood actor, and that's I mean that's a yeah, righteous. Yeah, and I'm paying their mortgage yeah, and I mean, all of those things. No, so they should be happy. Yeah, there's no <laughs> decadence in that career. Did you bring this up though when you went up for the role? Did you say, oh, and by the way, I'm well versed in all of this? <laughs> No, not at all. Not at all. I mean, I, I didn't really. Uh, my mum and dad didn't know an awful lot about it until I got the part. And I was like, "You're never <laughs> going to guess. <laughs> You're never going to guess what's happened." Um, but what was, the, what was their initial reaction? Oh, they were really overjoyed that because it's obviously this is the biggest job I've ever done. It's the biggest part I've ever done, and you know, it's a huge kind of like point in my career for me. And like, they really appreciate that side of it. So that's you know, that's. My family have always been supportive towards me. About so how that. did that come about? So how did how did Lucifer happen in terms of who came on? Tom Capanos, right? The guy that created mm-hmm. uh, Californication. Californication. Yeah. He created the show. Mm-hmm. So who gets cast first, you or Kevin? Uh, <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm a late cast. I'm actually... Uh, the show was already up and, and running and uh, approved to, to go on as a series. And... Um, uh, I replaced somebody to play my character, um, so I was the—I think I was the last part of the formula. Yeah. They, they came together. Yeah. You were, okay. yeah. 
Yeah, but he was the new boy. Yeah, I think, I'm sure they focused on. Yeah, you no, guys tease. Did you tease Kevin when he came on board? Like, mm. no, they didn't tease you, me. They just they, they, would just, they would just look at me and go. <laughs> yeah, if teasing means not talking to, then yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, no one looks at him. Uh, it's tough though. I mean, can you guys see me? Yeah, it's tough to look at me. <laughs> Painful to look at you. By the way, when Kev when, when Kev was leaving to first go do the show, we hung out uh, right before you were leaving to go do the show. Yep. And Kev was on this really intense workout program. Yes. Which oh. you told me about, and I thought it was amazingly refreshing. How he said, "Like, dude, I'm working out. I'm like working out like a maniac." He goes, "I said, why?" He goes, "Well, there's one scene where I have to take my shirt off." Yes. <laughs> And that's so the I've been pressure. working out for six months because there's a scene where I have to take my shirt off, and it's uh, and it paid off, and now and it looks amazing. Look at you! Now six they put in the show, so now I spend my yeah. life yeah. working out. Now he set the bar. Basically, what happened was Kevin set the bar for himself. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and now I have to stick to it. I'm like, no, no, I just, it. it was an experiment. <laughs> I have a feeling you guys are going to ask me to take my shirt off, and I will. What on earth? Oh, oh look! Oh, this is that's it. By awful. the way. Come on, I, this is perfect. Look, this we is just lo- put a flaming drink in front of, of, of Tom. Well, here. It's a flaming sprig of rosemary. Rosemary's on fire. Yeah, so uh, Tom. Someone <laughs> save the baby. Oh, and there's one in front of Kevin. Is, uh, this is fantastic. You guys may die. Okay, so we have some flaming drinks in front of you. And the reason why is there's some very popular gin cocktails. The Martini, the Negroni. We've already talked about gin and tonic. We've talked about one of the other popular drinks is the Tom Collins. Oh, so I And then that's gin, lemon juice, simple syrup, and... Uh, club soda. So I decided to invent a drink tonight called you the invented this. Tom Ellis Collins. The oh, Tom yes. Ellis Collins. Yes. Nice. Yes, Tom Ellis Ellis and the reason Thank we you. and the reason we added the flaming thing to it is yeah. because in 2014, Jesus. People Cheers. magazine named Tom Ellis the hottest bachelor of 2014. No, they did they really? One of the hottest <laughs> bachelors of 2014. <laughs> that was a long list. So from now on, the Tom Ellis Collins is a Tom Do Collins with a flaming piece of <laughs> rosemary. How does, how does someone drink a flaming? So, uh, I mean, <laughs> well, you have to, you, you have to chew out? the rosemary. You have to chew, the, chew up that burnt <laughs> rosemary. Yeah. Get in there. Just really? <laughs> well, it smells like. Let's yes. have our intern do Sunday that. Sunday roast in here now. We have a PA. Let's have them do it first. <laughs> eat, the, eat the burnt rosemary. Lovely. What do you think of it? It's good, PA. Smells like Soho House. Tom, I made that drink <laughs> for you. Okay, so where were we? We were talking about how Kevin had to get in shape and now he regrets it. I, I don't like regret it. He doesn't regret it's it. It's just hard. And look at him now. He's like, what are you, 30, 40 pounds overweight right I'm now? like Jesus. 47 pounds overweight. But it's, it's for a roll. <laughs> <laughs> On a podcast. <laughs> but Kevin's trainer, Paolo, is now training basically the entire cast. The entire cast. Oh, yeah. are you going through the same thing? I do, go, I do go and see Paolo at weekends. <laughs> how, much, how much working out do you have to do? Because, I mean, it is a, a huge part of your job. But well, how much of it do you have I, to do? I have to say, I mean, I've never felt this amount of, like, um, I suppose pressure to sort of be in a particular shape, be, be in particular shape. Um, I don't think it's just because it's like an American TV show, but I think it's because of the part, you know, the part of Lucifer. One would assume he would adopt quite a nice body. Lucifer's yeah. never going to have like a, a role. It, no, exactly. I mean, yeah, I did, I've idea. tried to encourage him to write it in as a story point, <laughs> where it's like, oh, <laughs> this didn't used to happen when I was down there. Um, but there's uh, a certain amount of vanity of you like, would expect from exactly, Lucifer, right? exactly. Yeah. yeah so yeah, um, I thought it was really cool when we first talked about it too. Is that 
you were, you were saying, you know, there's there's a particular reason why Lucifer chose this body. He wouldn't yeah. just he wouldn't just come in and be like, hey, I'm going to be any 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 person. Yeah, yeah. me. So he chose. He chose Tom Ellis's like body. Like yeah. Why did you I choose this look? Um, well, a lot. Of, I mean, it wasn't just down to me. I mean, a lot of it was uh, down. Len Wiseman, who directed the pilot, was a was a big sort of creator of the visual of the show. Um, and you know, but we, we had similar feelings about. I mean. He, he's a timeless character, so it was like it was it was someone had been put in a modern world. That's the, the kind of feeling that I wanted to have, and someone had been around for a long time. And then, you know, his sort of music and his club and all that sort of stuff. And the Rolling Stones was was name checked a lot in in the, you know his appreciation of music and in the soundtrack. So we were like, I, I had this kind of like sort of sixties, fifties, sixties, seventies sort of rock and roll kind of thing going on with a with a gentleman who was well turned out who had the sort of mannerisms of a, a kind of Oscar Wilde character. So I had this, if Oscar Wilde, if, if Noel Coward and Mick Jagger had a love child, By the way, it would be Lucifer. The martini I'm going to get is yeah. probably going to be drier than Noel Coward. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> oh. I very, very you got to be British to get that. That's pretty. Yeah, well, Noel Coward had a very dry... Very dry humor. Very dry. Very, very dry. dry. I actually, before we started the show, I was saying to Tom how he really reminds me a little bit of Russell Brand because mm. you... You're a smart, charming, tall, black, clothes-wearing... Sex addict. Sex addict. <laughs> I don't want to say it. Thank you. It's a huge compliment. It's Wait, tough at Rus- work is, with this is one. He, is Russell Brand a sex addict? No, no, Tom is. Oh, Tom is. Uh, yeah, well, yes. No. Clearly. Lucifer is. Tom, I mean, Lucifer is. is. Is, but with one person. Is that why um, Tom's not wearing pants? Because I was curious about that. Yes. That was a surprise. Thanks for blowing I it. Oh, yeah. damn it. Thanks for down? blowing the, the it, The surprise. Dan. The surprise. Thanks for blowing the surprise. Um, sorry. No, go ahead. That's all I get. Go ahead, Emma. I wish go we had ahead. someone who could call in and tell us what they want to know, because we've gone off in all sorts of different directions, haven't we? That's gin for you. Well, that is gin. Oh, gin. <laughs> you beguiling mistress. <laughs> well, a little bit. Uh, so, so we talk ruined. a little bit more about gin? We're having gin. Because I have a question. I think it's a bit of an emotional boot liquor, isn't it? It can bring out different sides of people. And their I, emotions. Think, I think so. What, what gin lo- in particular? A lot of people say people, mm. you cry on gin. A lot of people are known. That's a, that's a, it's a crying inducer. Do you, I, do you believe that? certain alcohols have so you know people will say things like that when they say gin makes me cry yeah. tequila makes me crazy well a lot of people rum say rum makes me this the, the, the sort of modern take on that is oh I drink tequila now because tequila's the only offer that's the, that's the kind of party line I hear these days about alcohol tequila is the only offer but and here's the thing the thing alcohol is alcohol okay yes. whatever whatever spirit Wine, beer, whatever it's in, it's alcohol. The thing that gets you drunk is alcohol. I think it's the thing that you bring to it. Right. You're saying it's alcohol. So, so, no, no, I'm saying, like, if you're out and you're like, I'm doing shots of tequila, you're already feeling crazy. You know what that's going to do to you. If you're drinking a glass, if you're drinking an Armagnac after dinner, you're feeling relaxed. But gin, gin isn't quite like that. I think it can push people's buttons. Do you think it's a bit possessive? It it's a little possessive. It's a little possessive. I do. I, I have friends who's like, you know, gin makes me angry. Yeah. And, you know, and I kind of teeter-totter on that kind of thing, right, too. Kev, like, Kev, calm down. Calm down. Sorry. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Sorry. I was getting a little emotional. <laughs> <sighs> okay. When I drink whiskey, <laughs> I get a little bit emotional, I think, at the end at the end of the night, I'm like, hey, looking at my wife. 
why don't you love me? <laughs> and then and then, and then and then and then I'll, I'll drink tequila. The, the next night I'll be like, hey, you love me. Why do you love me? That's no, I'm like, hey, you, you love, love me. me. So sure of it. That's exactly the difference. There it is. And now Jen's gonna be like, you better love me. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jen, listen, Jim, Jen is a classic, timeless drink. There's a reason Humphrey Bogart in Casablanca didn't say, of all the peach-flavored vodka joints in the world, yes. right? Like, gin was the most popular clear spirit in the world for a very long time. Like, that was, and then, you know, the 80s came along, and, you know, like, absolute vodka came in, things like that. But gin was it. So gin is classic timeless, which, by the way, gin is the original flavored vodka. It's made the same way, and then it's uh, flavored with juniper and other other botanicals, which makes up gin. It's the same exact way they make it, okay? Right. Okay. Now I'm going to cry. So what you're saying is that juniper makes people cry. Is that what you're trying to say? (laughs) For, For the first time in all of our podcasts... I feel like I have a little bit of knowledge about this that's different to, say, like where vodka came from. And tell me, obviously, if I'm wrong, because you, you know the most. But didn't gin start as being a medicinal? It was actually prescribed. Well, the, the Dutch, first of all, the Dutch invented gin, and it was called Geneva. And then the English co-opted it and shortened it to gin. They took it. Like it's like well, Ma- we've done, we do that. They do that. It's like, it's <laughs> like no, they do, it's like Madonna. It's like, but we've done that quite a lot. In it's like when they took Madonna. When they took Madonna and like started calling her Match, you know, right. it's like yeah, she's one of us now. So they the the, the British took gin, but Geneva was the original, and it was invented by the Dutch. Uh, the other thing about and by the way, this particular gin we're drinking, Plymouth, which is interesting, is it's the only gin that has its own appellation. Okay, what's an appellation? It, it's a uh, it, well, it, it, it's a clogged up. They also, no, no, they also <laughs> so the appellation is it in order to be called a Plymouth gin, mm-hmm. you have to be made in in Plymouth. Plymouth. In Plymouth, so there could be a bunch of Plymouth gins, but there's only one, and it's Plymouth gin. Yeah. And a weird segue. My mum grew up in Plymouth. There we go. What? That's it. Yeah. When I, w- I went to Plymouth, I went to the That's distillery. I went Crazy. to the distillery one time, and what I did a visit. And there's a, you know, the, so you, you've been there. Oh, yes, obviously. So you yeah, know there's yeah. this rock where they can jump off into the water. Yeah. The kids are doing this. So I go there to visit the distillery. And we get there, and it's very charming. And we're like, oh, we're in Plymouth. And we get there, and there's some teenage kids, and they're about to jump off the rock. And I'm like, oh, this is great. Let me get a picture. And I go to take a picture, and the kid turns around and goes, Fuck America! <laughs> and it jumps off the rock. And I was like, I love it here. Yeah. Yes, I gotta come back. <laughs> I belong. Put me in my place. It's yeah. the river. The river Dart. That's right. right. It's the river Dart. It runs up to Dartmoor. That's all. That's right. That's all. Which goes up by Puddingshire, which is where Emma's from. Emma's from Puddingshire. <laughs> Hi guys, it's Emma from Drinky Fun Time, and there's something I really need to share with you guys. Finding the right hair color is the absolute 
bane of my existence. Now, not only are hair salons horribly expensive, I've wasted way too much time in there flicking through some tattered three-month-old celebrity magazine. I've even tried drugstore box hair dyes. The shades are so unpredictable. I don't know what I'm going to get. I've wasted so much money and I often end up with colours that just don't suit my skin tone. They don't match my brow colour. But thankfully, I have found a solution. E-Salon offers professional-grade, completely personalised hair colour created just for you and it's delivered right to your door. You go online at eSalon, you just fill out a questionnaire, upload your photo, and your personal colorist will formulate your individually blended color from over 15,000 pigments. So basically, you have a salon quality personal touch right at your fingertips, and you've not even left home. Your unique eSalon color then gets shipped quickly and delivered to your door with your name on the bottle and instructions on how to get your hair the way you want it. And if you have any questions, the hair experts at eSalon are just a call or an email away they get back to you really quickly honestly it could not be easier and if you want something a little bit different next time just ask eSalon understands you want it just right so don't ever let your color fade they'll even cover pesky grays trust me I know I've got loads of them plus there's a hundred percent satisfaction guarantee so if you're not totally happy with your color eSalon will give you either a free reformulation or a complete refund. It really is bloody brilliant. Get 50% off your first box at eSalon.com slash drinky. That's D-R-I-N-K-Y now. That's just $10 for your personalized hair color. eSalon.com slash drinky. I so want to get a martini. Oh, they're bringing a martini. Okay. Because I want to get a martini and talk about a martini. While we're waiting for the martini, maybe maybe it's time for this. It's time to play the drinking game. I don't have a drink. I don't have a drink. Oh, good Lord. Oh, we don't have, we I don't only have, have two. I don't know which one to choose. <laughs> we don't have drinks? I, do, I have two. Emma, would you like one of these? I'll, I'll borrow Tom's if I need to. I'm not going to lose at this. All right. I'm so here's the drinking game. Tonight we're playing for dignity. Who's she? If you win, you get dignity. Dignity. So last time we won, we got pride. Last time was pride. Your Tonight prizes is dignity. are dignity, rubbish. not dick and me. So got it. I'm going to ask a question. You have to buzz in with the answer. Kevin, you need to any buzz in you want. It. What's your buzz in? What's your thing? Hola. <laughs> That's a more relaxed delivery. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Hola. <laughs> Tom Ellis. Tom Ellis. Um, you like it. Oh, that's How's that? Is that all right? That's pretty no, good. It's good. It's, it's smart and neat and to the point. Mine's ridiculous, but I stick with it. Oh, hello. Oh, hello. That's yours too, Dan? No, I'm not in. I'm, I'm He's in. The uh, I'm, I'm the the I'm the host of the game. Okay. I'm the host of the, of the drinking game. I'm the, uh, I'm the Pat Sajak of the mm. drinking game. Here we go. <laughs> Are you ready? Hold on. Let me have French fry. Okay. I get nervous. <laughs> Got it. Sorry. Hold on. How do I stop this? It's making me very tense. <laughs> it's making right. me very tense. What's about to happen? Although Kev does look very... Yeah, they both look very... All right, here we go. First question. 
Oh, the theme, the theme oh, mm-hmm. of tonight's theme. drinking game is the devil. Okay. okay. The devil. We all have a chance. The devil. <laughs> Here we go. <clears throat> and remember, you have to buzz in before you answer. It yep. does not count. Yeah. Back in the 1920s, critics called this the devil's music. Hola. <laughs> Kevin oh. Alejandro. Rock and roll. Is that your final answer? Yes. <laughs> jazz. Tom Ellis. Was it jazz? Is it jazz? Is that your final answer? Jazz. Oh, wait, in the 20s. I'm yes. What's wrong with jazz? I don't know. What oh, is wrong? This is an unfair game. Because <laughs> Lucifer's been around forever. That's yeah, true. he knows yes. everything. He told oh, me, me all the answers. Note to producer Bo, can we get some more enthusiastic clapping for the, uh, for the game? Because, look, this is... That was everyone here. That was like oh, a, I'm sorry. That's, that's right. like I we're mean, playing golf. If, if it was pretend clapping, <laughs> like can golf. we? Yeah, here we are. All right, here we are. Not golf clapping. We want. <laughs> yes, got it. We want stadium clapping. Hang on. So who drinks? Me and Kevin. Uh, I did. You and Kevin have to drink. Do you there want you a Tom go. Collins Ellis oh, yeah, or you look Negroni? Look can I have a sip of your Negroni? Yes. Yes. Thank you very much. I mean, it's not a video game because I had a celebratory sip anyway. All right, here we go. So the score. That's a Brit in you. I'm proud of you. There you go. If you're keeping score at home, it's very good. Tom Ellis, one. Kevin Alejandro Five. and Emmett Patterson, zero. Okey here we go. Them. Second question. Remember, that means contestants nothing, Daniel. buzz in before answering. <laughs> Robert De Niro played the devil in this 1987 film. Robert De Niro. And we're guessing the name of the film. Played the devil in this 1987 film. That stars. Co-starring Lisa Bonet. Can you do your, your, (laughs) none of us die. Set, set hello, hello, hello. I don't know. <laughs> Just guess. Is Just it guess is it Devil's Advocate? No, that was in the nineties, late nineties. It's the dates that are fucking me up. And that was set uh, in New Orleans, nineteen twenties rock and roll. Uh, what's Anybody. it called? Anybody? Oh, hello, Emma Patterson, Bicycle Rider, Tom Ellis. I mean, I literally have no idea. I'm so sorry. The movie was yeah. Angel Heart. Uh, Angel I'm, Hearts. I'm bad on movies, unless it's right, Sister Act 2 back in the habit. <laughs> chance to get back in it. Emin, there you go, Sister right. Mary Emin, Claire. Everyone Kevin take a, a chance to get back sip. in it right here. Everybody takes a sip. Done. I'll, have a, I'll have a sip. What do you want? Yeah, my drink's not showing up again. It's because they're, they're... Thank you, Kevin. You know what it is? They're so busy here at the Melrose Umbrella <laughs> Company. They are very busy. We can't move. Pat, yeah. All right, next question. Are you ready? Thank you very much. Okay. Brace yourselves. Here we go. Who wrote, who performed the song The Devil Went Down to Georgia? Hola. Oh, Kevin okay. Alejandro. Is it Charlie Daniels Band? Yeah. I don't think that's fair in his I need, I need louder claps. Come on. This is my first point. I think yeah. Tom and I. How very American of you. Well done. <laughs> Tom and I feel left out. Audience, Kevin wants more. <laughs> they not I, only find your answer right, they also find it funny. Because I did took yeah. my shirt off. Right. <laughs> Aww. Okay, so now we got one, one. Emma, you have nothing. Here we go. Thank you. <laughs> this song contains the line, the lyric, I wrote a tank 
held a general's rank. <laughs> Tom Ellis. Is that Sympathy for the Devil by the Rolling Stones? Yeah. Oh, my God. I don't know that we've ever had this before. We have a tie going into the final question. The tie. Of course Tom's going to know it, though. He's, a mu he's, he's oh, musical. Maybe we don't have a tie. You're led we by music. We don't have a tie. Oh, wait, Tom got two. I'm two one up. I can't get it. <laughs> no, 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 it's a tie. More gin! No, no, Please. seriously, it's a Can tie, Can you make guys. up more questions? Two to one. I Maybe I'll just chance. make up another question. Uh, can it not always be about music? You, you just, no, you this, know one, this one isn't about music. This one's not about music. So, Tom has two. Kevin has one. Emma has none. And we're talking about testicles. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> She's going to get it. She's going to get it. <laughs> My moment. Come on. What symbol is most often associated with Satanism? <laughs> Emma Patterson. That fork thing. <clears throat> that Specific fork, fork. The fork thing. The fork. Devil like fork. He's shaking. The devil is shaking his head at me. Is it a Pentecostal? Yes. Tom yeah. Ellis. Tom Ellis. Is it a Pentecostal star? What'd you call it? A Pentecostal star. Uh, the Pentecost, basically. The Pentagram? He's looking at you like, dude, I know more the than Pentagram. you. Pentagram, yes. We will accept that answer. We'll accept that answer. Does that mean you release my pent up anger? Ladies and gentlemen, we have a winner with a, a staggering defeat here. Three, three to one to none. And Kevin O'Hunter wins. That's <laughs> amazing. Still talking about Tom Ellis. Tom okay. Ellis. <laughs> oh, what a surprise. Well the devil won the devil's game. Well um, by the way, what's this? Oh, sorry, just checking out our sound effects. All right, so. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just like check them out. <laughs> All right, so now I'm getting into a uh, martini. Okay. Which How is probably are you getting into which a is martini? probably the most classic and of all gin producer drinks. Producer Bo and I don't have anything. I I, thought, I, mean, no, I have three. No drinks. Yeah, me too. No. <laughs> Tom has those two well probably, lubricated. To set the scene, everybody. Tom has uh, seven drinks I have in front a, of him. A plethora. Yeah. Well, one of them's a candle. Let's be fair. Kevin has some Russell sprouts <laughs> and some drinks in front of him. Emma has nothing. Don't forget my peppers. That's Producer Bo has been thrown out. They've kicked him out of the place. Come in. <laughs> it's right. okay. Well, I have a drink, and it's a martini, which is probably the most classic of all the gin drinks. Okay? This particular martini, I'm drinking three parts Plymouth gin, one part vermouth. You want to try this, Tom? If it's bone dry, for sure. Try it if it's bone dry. <laughs> oh. Let's all determine. We'll all so try So as they all, all try, try the gin. I I've got one here. Is this the same thing? No, that's boner dry. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, that one's boner dry. Mine's bone dry. Thank Ken, you. Ken, you want to try okay, it? Yes, I'd like to Everyone at home dry. listening, I see you to know that we're sat surrounded by really fantastic people, and Destiny is here today representing Plymouth Gin. She is. I'm so yeah. proud. To, to Destiny. To Destiny. To Destiny. And her child. And Destiny child. Yeah. for yes. choosing a British gin. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Emma was so excited that we were doing a gin show, by the way. I was. And well, it's only Tom, been it's, we have you to thank. <laughs> Emma, oh, sorry. You won't be saying that when you're wiping her tears away later on. <laughs> and you it's know what? the gin. <laughs> so Emma, Emma loves gin so much. She was over in England, over right. in, her, in, her, in the homeland. Uh, and she went, where did you go? Devon, North Devon. North Devon. To a little village called Robra. Robra? Robra. Robra. That's an easy one. That's not Robert. Oswald Twistle. Robert. My sister lives in Oswald Twistle. <laughs> Oswald Twistle. <laughs> Come on. 
God, like fucking that. damn! Would I love to live in Oswald Twizzle? <laughs> Just yeah, to tell I am. Um, right, so you're Ozra, Robra, Robra. Okay, so you go there and you go to where? What's the well, place? Well, I just go to the local pub. It's called okay. the New Inn, but it's not. It's not new. Is it really, really old? It's really old. It's old. Is it it's quaint? A, it has a thatched roof. Oh, I love a thatched roof. Do you know? Do you even know what that looks do you like? Guys, you guys, do you guys have thatched roofs here? How would you describe it? Well, they're essentially made out of like brown straw, but they're woven in a very, very tight kind of weave, and they're put in on on sort of pallets of thing. But they're in, insanely flammable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but there's no chance of that because it just rains non-stop. Yes, exactly. Like this. You're taking a punt on the weather if you have a thatched roof. But they kind of they get replaced every sort of like 10 years. Yeah. But they're like an old, old school so way Emma's of building a building. So Emma's at this old school place. Well, I went, <laughs> I did. What's, I, what was the woman's name? Berry Magma. No, Magma Berry. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. For everyone listening, this is the God's Honest Truth. I did this in the summer and it was gorgeous, if you can believe it. And uh, I never thought we'd get around to doing a gin show. And here we are. Here we are. So, Dan Dunn. I am here. It is a gorgeous day. I'm in North Devon in a village called Robra, and I am with Magda Berry, the owner of the most gorgeous little pub. It's called the New Inn. It's a 16th century thatched roof inn, and like I guess it's a big cottage, and they've turned into a pub. And I'm here now with Magda, and she's going to tell me about, wait for it, why gin is massive in the UK right now, particularly here in Devon, where I believe they make a lot of local gin. So now you you tried some different gins with her, and this one I think interests me. Well, can I explain? Yeah, yeah. The new inn in North Devon, they have 34 different kinds of gin. And if you imagine, this is the tiniest pub. It's like your living room. No, not your living room, because they're enormous. This is like someone's bedroom. And they have 34 kinds of gin and a, oh, way too many ciders. And they're all made locally. Wait, wait, way too many what? Ciders. ciders. Lots and lots oh, of ciders. cider. Like but cider, that's right? a different show. It's a big, yeah. <laughs> but I tried a lot. I was there every night while I was there. And anyway, I thought it was a great idea to ask her about some of the gins she's got there. So well, you might want to play some. see what she had to say. Have you, I know, have you heard any that like are rumblings of real kind of bizarre flavors like bacon gin or anything nonsensical like that? Yeah, actually, <laughs> um, the guys they were playing around with some um Cornish pasty gin. Oh, um, oh my god, <laughs> meaty gin! I think it's pretty safe to say that it didn't work oh, out. <laughs> Cornish pasties are a big deal down here, but uh, I'm not sure about that. Okay, Cornish, Cornish pasties, what is Cornish? It? Oh, yeah pasty gin oh my so gosh. they have a big seller at the new inn is clotted cream oh. gin Wowzers. now can you wait tom since i've got you here yeah what is clotted cream so how would you explain to, i've tried to explain clotted cream to americans before. i've actually asked clotted cream. I think you may have asked me. what the hell is that clotted cream is it's i essentially i think it's like the richest part of the cream and it's it's whipped to a consistency where it's I'm almost sorry, did like you say, a. Did you say richest or thickest? Richest. Richest. The richest. And it's whipped to a consistency where it's like a consistency, where it's like <laughs> um, where it's like that sort of American butter like that butter. you get, right? And yeah. uh, and and basically you spread it on scones, but it's kind of like a sweeter cream, and yeah. it goes with jam on and scones, and it's amazing. Can you get? And clotted, incredibly where do you bad get for you. clotted cream? Well, it's in a the West United Country States. thing. It's, in the United States. Can't get it. But clotted cream gin is what's really popular at the new end, so I asked Magda. All right, let's see what she had to say about clotted <laughs> cream. 
We love gin. We mm. love gin and tonics. Yep. And we've heard, I've certainly heard a lot about the different flavourings of mm -hmm. gin, but mm -hmm. gin's quite a strong flavour in itself. So how do you think it's become popular to put things like you've got clotted cream gin? Yes, absolutely, yeah. It's yeah, one of the botanicals in um, one of the, the Cornish gins. Uh, I mean... I can imagine how you might infuse a gin with like grapefruit, mm -hmm. but how do you infuse it with something like clotted cream? Because for anyone who's not had clotted cream, it's a local delicacy. We love it with strawberries. It's super rich. It's almost like butter. How do you make a gin <laughs> taste like that? Well, they use a cold distillation process, um, which is very unique. And um, there is uh, one uh, distillery in London that use normal cream. And yeah, it's a cold distillation basically, so yeah. that um, enables the cream to go into the still, and then when it comes out. It's it is clear. It yeah. is a clear liquid. Yeah, they all are. Yeah, I've tried many <laughs> while I've been here. Wait, wait. She referred to as a, a botanical. Clotted cream is one of the botanicals, okay. and they're. Uh, right. What does that mean? Yeah, botanicals like an herb. Clotted yeah. cream sounds like. Yeah, so cream. think something that eats an herb, and then. So I, I think magma Are you is saying she's mag full of clotted cream? <laughs> I'm saying, I'm saying the idea of clotted cream, right the idea of right. cream and gin together just sounds like a really awful night out. <laughs> <laughs> well, Emma didn't tell you about the rest. She threw up. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, no. I was going to say, it sounds chunder and juicy. It was well, delicious. By the way, this one even sounds worse. This one sounds worse. There's another one that she talked to her about it right here. Here we go. <laughs> There's um, another gin that's um, out in the market. It's um, collagen gin. Wait, is it good for our skin? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, gin, with, gin with collagen. So um, I'm not surprised. It has sold out on a few of the websites that um, I've gone on to buy it. So I haven't got myself a bottle yet. But oh, you must. You must. <laughs> we use it topically, do. No, probably yeah, just yeah, yeah, I'll bathe off. in it. <laughs> she's from New Zealand. Well, she's from Australia. Actually. She's from Australia. So good spot. Good spot. She's from Australia. Yes. Okay. But she's married to a Brit and she's lived in Denver for a long time. Okay, and she's right. the landlord at the new inn. Oh, well, I'll let her off then. But. Tom got but, really mad. Look at him. He's like, he's motherfucker. Shaking, he's shaking his. We've been taking gin advice from an Aussie. <laughs> no. Don't take any drinking advice from an Aussie. They're just like, it's strength, isn't it? Yeah. It's good. It's like, it's like taking drinking advice from a yeah. Texan. He was lovely. The, ash, the ashes is happening. Can you do an Australian accent, Kev? No, I don't. No, mate, I can't. I mean, I can't. No, no, do that. No. Do it again. No, mate, I can't. <laughs> oh, you're kidding me, mate. No, I can't. Tom Ellis, Tom Ellis, can you do an Australian accent? Yes, he can. He can do everything. <laughs> let's hear it. Let's hear it. You know, I have to say, Kev, that that was quite possibly the worst Australian accent I have ever heard. No, oh. mate, it wasn't. <laughs> you sound like Dick Van Dyke in no, I don't. Mary Bloody Poppins. What's the hardest accent? What do you know about Mary Poppins? <laughs> so I, I was going to ask you this. So yeah. you do it, you, you, if you're going to yeah. do it, is there, is there one particular dialect in America that's harder than, like, southern, easier think, than, uh, you know, I think it's, uh, New York? If you, spend, if you spend time sort of, like, learning it, they're kind of, you kind of, like, go to them quite easily. But I think um, the one that I've ever struggled with, was I had an audition for Fargo once for the TV show. It's going to be the same It was like, I just sounded like it. And I watched my tape back afterwards. I was like, please don't send it. I just, I'd rather not go for the job. It's just, just awful. <laughs> it's just, it's, uh, it's, it's a, that's weird. A, that's that is a hard. very, very tough accent. <clears throat> right, let me, can, can you, can you do a New York? Can you do New York? Can you do New York? Uh, 
Yeah, sure. I think I can do New York. You know, it's kind of like, uh, it's kind of a little back there. It's, uh, hey, Kevin, how you doing, man? Yeah, I'm doing all, all right, right, man. You doing good? Depends on what part of your nice. North, North, New York you want. <laughs> Can't yeah. believe it here. depends on In what LA. part of this genuine man talk about. This is good. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, so anyway, loved having you guys on the show. Oh no, is oh, it did over? You? Oh, is it? Well, it doesn't have to be over. I mean, is there something? What else do you want to talk about? Tom? I still have three fucking drinks to drink. I would like to ask you guys. So you know, you've been doing the show for a couple of years now. How do you all wrap up? Like, do you all go out and have a big dinner? Do you all go and just get drunk on set? <laughs> never, we never do that. We do not get drunk on set ever. That means they totally drink on ever. set. Nope. Now we, um, nope. I think you know the weird thing is. So when we when we all started the show, um, it was all going to be in Los Angeles, and then when the show got picked up, they moved it to Vancouver, and in a weird kind of way, that brought us all together as a group of people because we were all away from home, and mm-hmm. we all kind of like had each other, and that was kind of it to start with. And Aww. so yeah, we all, we, we're all going through the same yeah, thing together, same and and you know, I don't make it sound like it was like oh my god we're going through this terrible terrible thing because it was, oh, it was amazing, what, yeah. what it had to offer was was fantastic. It was just different from what we expected, and then and different from what oh, actually different from what they expected because I knew that I was going in there because I was recast blah blah. Yeah. Um, but then when you come home, you're like, oh, I know. Okay, now home, you, you realize what you miss. Yeah. So it was a, it was a strange one, but it really kind of like it it forged, uh, and as a as a cast of actors uh, on a show, especially over here. I mean, I, there's a whole cultural thing I could go into about how the differences that I found working over here and working over there. But what I would say is I'm so proud of the way that we are with each other as a group as a group of actors and as a group of people. Well, not only like that, dude, because because we were. It's not. We're not just a group of actors. We're a group of friends mm-hmm. because we've grown to become that. Yeah. You know when we know. I mean, I can look at Tom and I can come in after you know four or five days off and come in and know how he's feeling because he's been there every day. And then if he has the smile on his face, I know what that smile means. It if means he, he's had a tequila. And if he's <laughs> down, he's had it a means gin. He went to my trailer without <laughs> yeah. without asking. He had a gin. He's crying. Yes. They never lock it, Kev. They never lock it. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it is. I do feel. I do feel. I mean, I think we're sort of. You know, it is lovely to be three seasons into something, and we all like each other. You know, and we you all. You do. You like brothers. I hate to say it. You're very cute. You guys together. do have a very nice little bit of company. I, I would like to ask something. <clears throat> My mother listens to the show. If I haven't mentioned her already, I normally do every show. <laughs> wait, wait, Sheila she, li- she, she listens. She listens to Lucifer. Yes. Can I tell you the, the God's honest truth, Kevin? When you came on the show originally, she didn't know who you were, so she let you up. She lives in Cyprus, okay? So she she googled you on the Google, as she says, and she started watching Lucifer, and she really liked it. So she told her friends about it, and now they have Lucifer watching nights, and. And in Cyprus. And she's basically upset. So I'm thinking you. And she wanted to ask Tom. She wanted to. <laughs> I said, Mom. So, yeah. so <laughs> anyway. <laughs> oh, yeah. Can so I have a shot? <laughs> Jen, please. <laughs> that was the Come best on, we need delivery. a pause for that. That was beautiful. <laughs> you can't even see it on this podcast, but she directed everything at Kevin. As if to pay him a massive compliment and then turned it to And they went, the so Tom, <laughs> I have a question for you. I'm so sorry. I had to do it, but it's true. Because Tom's so like, Kevin. 
You brought her in, and then Tom yeah. was the big fish. This, anyway. And obviously, you were the bait. Tom's British too, so. But she wanted to say, I said, Mum, do you have a do you have a question for Tom? And she said, <clears throat> Yes. Music is his first love. It Does is. he play the piano for real? Do you know, I, I mean, I, I, I can tinker around on it, but no, I don't play the piano, and it's one of my biggest regrets. Aww. I wish I could go back to my younger self and say, stick with those piano lessons. Cause You're still young. Stick with them. <laughs> but, the, you know, the really young one, when the learning curve is there and intact, basically. Um, yeah, no, I wish I, I wish I had. You can tell your mom that I do. You can both tell Sheila, yeah, but uh, say, <laughs> say Sheila. Oh, bloody hell, not another bloody Aussie. Sheila? She <laughs> <laughs> play the piano. <laughs> It's terrible. No, Sheila's Sorry, from guys. Bolton. Uh, oh, from Bolton. <laughs> that, okay, yeah. listen. Uh, Lucifer on Fox. What night's it on? Monday nights. Monday nights. New season starting up in the second half of second the... Second half of the season starts up January 1st, actually. New Year's January. Day. We start with a special episode, which is a flashback episode of Lucifer's first day in Los Angeles. Oh. You're going to love it. Exciting. It's a lot of fun. Exciting. Thank uh, you, guys. Boys, where do you follow on the uh, social media? On the social media... I'm at TomEllis17 on Twitter, and I'm at OfficialTomEllis on Instagram. See, there's nothing wrong with a random number after your Instagram name. Nothing wrong with that at all. I want to thank the Melrose Umbrella Company for having us. Yes. Thanks ever so much for keeping the rain off. Keeping it going. And our five friends at... Plymouth Gin for, Plymouth Gin. for lubricating us, lubricating yes. us, That's and I, you. of course, I want to thank Kevin Alejandro, yeah. yes, Tom Ellis, the great Tom Ellis, producer Bo, and of course my lovely and talented co-host Emma Patterson. Yay. Thank you guys, and we will see you later. Hello, I'm Kyle Ayers. I'm the host of Never Seen It, the podcast where comedians rewrite famous movies and TV shows they've never seen, and then we give them a read in studio. This is a clip I want to play for you guys from an episode where Langston Kerman rewrites Scarface. He's never seen it, but he wrote a script based on what he thinks he knows about it. And here's a clip. Give it a listen. All right. Scarface, the new frontier. Interior, happening discotheque. Remember when we call clubs discotheques? <laughs> LOL. The 70s were crazy. Night. The crowd bustles with young, hot Mexicans who are supposed to be Cuban and all are dressed in butterfly collared shirts and pants that look like Jinko jeans and pleated khakis had a really weird baby. <laughs> There's sex in the air and Poppy wants a whiff. <laughs> oh, my God. Scarface, 22 to 45. <laughs> like he's a television audience demographic? Devilishly handsome. Not even a little bit Italian looking, so get that out of your dumb brain. Walks through the crowd with the confidence of a man who's going on MTV Cribs with the Ying Yang Twins. <laughs> Does he actually have a scar on his face? Fuck no. Why would he even why would you even ask that? That's not important. What's important is that he is not at all a problematic stereotype <laughs> and that he has come for his cocaine. <laughs>
As he approaches the red rope of the VIP, pronounced V-A-P-E in Spanish, <laughs> oh my he spots his dear friend who is almost certainly going to become his enemy by the end of the film, Smooth Skin. Scarface yells out his signature line. <laughs> Ciao, Bella. It's me, Scarface. 